Ladies and gentlemen from the flight deck, this is your captain. We're experiencing some very rough air right now. I need everyone to please remain calm and take their seats. On our way down, we may hit some turbulence. Go ahead and brace yourselves for a possible emergency landing. Welcome to America. I'm still in America, yeah. beautiful, elegant, sinful, and arrogant. Ooh. It's plenty hysteria after they shot at them schools in that new cafeteria. Don't sneak in that area, because if you ain't patriotic, you might be a terrorist. I know it's embarrassing. We say united, we stand, but divisions are therapy. No GED, no EBT, just BBL. That CDC say quarantine, my PPP say. Look at your race, what they gonna say? Stay in your place. Made a mistake, open the case, open the gates. Yeah, go ahead and pray for that beast. See how America treats you. We keep our history shrouded in mystery. Can't let them know all our secrets. Men become ladies. Ladies want more than some babies. They want to be treated like people. Land of the free, but the freedom ain't equal. We love our politics more than our people. Monday we evil, but Friday we good. New little lemon right there in your hood. If you in poverty, go in the lottery. Then we might treat you the way that we should. You can be anything. If you got money, so get it by any means. Hustle is muscle and you looking weak, so you better go get some creatine. Ooh, what is up? It's your boy, Daydrin. This is a different perspective podcast, and I know it's been a minute, but I'm back like like I never left. Um, a lot to talk about, a lot to get into, a lot to discuss. Um, yeah, we're back with sports. Football is back. Basketball schedule just been released, um, and <laughs> so much other stuff that's going on that I'm going to try to get into it within the time that I have. So, let's just dive right into it. First things first. Man, it is so hot in Houston. It is hot. Like, hot, hot. Like, hot like when you open the oven as you put cornbread in. And you open it just to check it. And you get all that heat that come out. That's how I feel in Houston. Now, I will say this though. I am not in Houston right now. But it feels a lot better where I'm at. The heat is bearable where I'm at. Versus it being in Houston. Um, But, you know. And this, this heat is a different kind of heat. Like, this ain't the, the heat you normally get when you are, when you, you know, when when I was growing up. Like, when I was growing up, I was able to play basketball outside, you know, for hours. No issues. Not even drink a lot of water at the time. Because I was a teenager. I could do whatever I want, right? As far as physically for the body. <laughs> now I'm paying for it now. But, you know, it, it is what it is. So... Let's just get right into it. So, Kiki Palmer and her boyfriend split up after the Usher debacle. And if you all who don't know, Kiki Palmer went to see Usher in Las Vegas. And she was, you know, dressed very provocative. And her boyfriend at the time came out and said that, you know, you're a mother. You shouldn't be going out doing the things that she's doing. And I'm like, "Mm, that's not your wife, bruh. And then, number two, you shouldn't be putting it on social media like that anyway. But he broke up with her. Now, they have a baby together. So, I'm not going to say he's going to be a deadbeat father or anything like that. However, you know, Kiki Palmer has been in in the in Hollywood since she was a child. So, she never got a chance to enjoy her childhood. Now... I'm not condoning what she did, what she, what she did, how she did, the way she dressed and things like that. Because no woman of mine that I would date would be dressed the way she was dressed. Don't matter. It, some things are just non-negotiable. But this is where men are supposed to raise the standard. 
Just my opinion. Um, so, you know, they broke up. She went to see Usher or whatever. And, you know, it is what it is. Now, Kiki Palmer is probably, what, 30 years old now? I'm pretty sure she'll be just fine, you know. But it's going to have its toll. Now, my question is, what's going to happen on their podcast? Because they were doing a podcast together. Um, I think it was called Hey Kiki Palmer or something like that. I don't know. But I guess we're just going to have to wait and see. Who knows? Um, I, I mean, and all in all, honestly, I pray that they figure it out. But, you know, when you're a mother, what? Even when you're the, even when you're an adult, right? There's some there's some things you shouldn't do, regardless if you have a child or not. But it's one of those things where it's like start giving boyfriend and girlfriend, a husband and wife privileges, and you wouldn't go through that. All right, school year has started for most of Houston. Cypher School District hasn't started yet, but um, my expectations really for my teenage daughter Julina is to bring home A's and B's, like no C's. Um, and yeah, nothing lower than a B. Uh, she came out with this perfectly written letter about you know how we should kind of negotiate with her um, with her during the school year because like she during the school year she can have her phone when she got home from school, um, and her phone time on the weekends was until six thirty, not eight thirty. And she wrote a perfectly good letter, and I've been going back and forth about it. Should I be, should I consider it? Should I not? And me and my wife are going to have a conversation about it. But it's going to be like, no, you, you you need to show us that 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 you're able to do what you're supposed to do in school. And you know, my wife wants me to be reasonable with it. But as I as I look back, as I think about it, you know, me as a father. You know, God doesn't negotiate with us. This is what his, this is what His Word says. This is what, how we're supposed to live our life, and it's not negotiable. So, if my children are supposed to see God in me, shouldn't should my rules apply the same? Just just saying. So I'm I'm on the fence of not letting her. I'm on the fence of not you know keeping it the same, because that's the only way she'll get it. That's just my opinion, period. Um, so but that that'll be an argument I have to deal with, which, you know, I'm I'm not concerned about it, you know. At me as a father, as a man of my household, I have to set the tone, have to set the t- standard and all of that. So that's what the standards are gonna be. It is what it is. Now my youngest daughter, Robin, um, I just don't want her to get in trouble. Cause my wife is gonna be at the same school with her anyway, and she's gonna get double trouble double trouble because daddy don't play i definitely don't play i'm not one of the parents that play with my children um barbie movie uh my thoughts is from what i've heard it's a waste of time waste of a movie but you know mothers took their daughters to go see the barbie movie they dressed in pink they dressed in pink cool you know more power to you yeah I'm probably not going to see it. Um, my wife can take my daughter to go see it if she so chooses to. But, um, yeah, I'm a pass on it. And speaking of going back to school, well, school is starting. I start school this Monday. 
um, at, at Regent University, um, getting my bachelor's degree in theology and biblical studies. You know, just you know, I just want my children to see that no matter how old you are, anything is possible. You can achieve any goal that you just set your mind to. Um, a couple of days ago, there was an Amber Alert that went out about a 14-year-old girl who came up missing or whatever. But what intrigued me and really what made me laugh was they described, you know, so there's an Amber Alert, they, they generally describe, you know, what the person is wearing, things like that. They described, in the Amber Alert, they described that this teenage girl had on a hoodie and sweatpants. And I started laughing. I was like, that's like every teenager in Houston right now. Sweatpants and a, a hoodie. Like, it's not 100 degrees outside. And for the love of me, I cannot figure out why children, when it's when it's 1,000 degrees outside, they want to wear sweatpants and hoodie and just looking at them make me hot. But then when it's cold out, they want to wear shorts and t-shirts. I don't get it. I don't get it. And Houston is generally hot. I mean, generally hot or warm throughout the year. And I mean, in the days that it's cold, that's the time you're supposed to cover up. But they don't want to do that. They they would rather wear Crocs in the winter and wear snow boots during the summertime. Like, make it make sense. I don't know. It's teenagers for you. Um, AJ Armstrong found guilty of killing his parents back in 2016. Why now, and what has changed? That's that's my biggest question because there've been a couple of mistrials, but you know we live in America, where if you if you look like me, you know you're nine times out of ten guilty just because. Now, if there was if there have been two, maybe I think three mistrials, why are they still pursuing this? Well, what evidence have they found? Now, all of a sudden, they, they were rendering him being guilty. Just just my perspective. Um, uh, so, moving on. I watched the Johnny Menzel documentary, and I'm amazed at all that happened. Um, for two reasons. One, if y'all took away Reggie Bush's Heisman, you need to take away Johnny Menzel's Heisman. And number two, the NCAA just shows that why these players should get paid. Like, you can't give them a scholarship and... They can't buy deodorant or body wash because their their um, scholarship only pays for food and their classes and books and stuff like that. But not it makes absolutely no sense. I don't get it. But you know, Johnny Manziel got away with a lot of stuff, and now that it's out, he should has he should have his Heisman taken away. Period. Or let Reggie Bush have his back. But I mean, my take has always been Reggie Bush. Didn't win the Heisman. Should have went to Vince Young. And maybe because I'm a Texas boy. I don't know. Um, So, my wife and I had a conversation about the boxing match between Terrence Bud Crawford and Errol Spence. And how she her perspective was they putting two black, two black men in the ring to pretty much kill each other. And I had to explain to us that no boxing is a lot different. Now, if you have said UFC, then yes. Because you're putting two dogs in a cage and letting them try to either make them submit or knock them out. Or whatever the case may be. So, 
that I understand. Boxing is more technical. Technical. You have to like you can't just go up there and just throw a swing and throwing punches. And once you get caught, you out of there. Period. <laughs> there, there's no getting around that. So, but I mean, I thought the conversation was was necessary from her perspective and my perspective was Terrence, Terrence Crawford beat the brakes off Errol Spence. Now, I did believe that Terrence Crawford was going to win the fight. I did not believe that Errol Spence was going to get beat the way that he got beat. Um, moving on. Michael Orr is demanding money from the Tuies as it pertains to the movie The Blind Side. They quote-unquote adopted him. Now, if you watch the movie, you see what happened in the movie. Um, now, you know, the two, the Tuies have made X, X amount of money off of the movie. And so, you know, no, no issues. I mean, from the movie, I didn't see anything wrong with it, but you know, now looking back, you know, there are two things. One, did the two is really take advantage of Michael Orr? Or two, is Michael Orr about to be bankrupt and now he's trying to do all that he can to get some some kind of compensation to make up for, you know, his losses in the NFL. I mean, his first few years he was playing good and then I don't know what happened. Um, so I guess we just wait and see. Next topic, a trans woman decides... He wants to go off on Jess Hilarious for her comments about transgenders. Um, some of the comments that were made, I can't repeat because I don't curse. So, But the trans woman was trying to say that Jess Hilarious or women are not real women. And I'm like, so you're confused, number one. Because how can you say to a woman that they're not a woman? But you have transitioned from a man to a woman. As if you're more a woman than them. Makes no sense. Here's my thing. Here's my thought. Who cares? Like, who cares? You want to have a sex change? Go ahead. No one cares. But for a man to say that a woman is not woman enough because... (laughs) Because she has comments about transgender, so what? Everybody talks about it. Talks about everybody, and the only ones that seem to get offended is the alphabet community, and they want to cancel everybody. No one cares. No one cares. Live your life the best way you live your life, but don't try to convince me or anybody else that hey, this is the way to go. Absolutely not. You, <laughs> it, it is what it is. Like I still don't understand how. A twelve-year-old knows knows what he wants to wants to do with his body, and he barely knows multiplication. How does that make sense? You know, and then his was crazy, right? And in case you haven't figured out what I'm talking about, I'm talking about Dwayne Wade's youngest son. You know, he feels that he's supposed to be a woman, but here's my thing: Why are you dating another transgender? You still dating the opposite sex? Like, it makes no sense. But hey, we're supposed to support it, right? Nah. Because j- just like they expect us to, you know, be okay with them. Are you okay with my Christian lifestyle? Probably not. 
So why should I be okay with it? Why should I be okay with, you know, the way you live your life? I'm not okay with it. God is not okay with it. I still love you as a person, but God is not okay with it. So, yeah. Moving on. Um, Wayne Brady. Wayne Brady. From Whose Line Is It Anyway? Has came out and said that he's asexual. Here's my take. Who cares? So what? He felt that the world had to know. I got a confession too. I I use grilled chicken with my eggs. I just feel like the whole world needs to know. No one cares. No one cares. And it's one of the things where it's like, so here's my take, right? When people say they come out, it's one of the things like we are already kind of new, you know, but, you know, we're not judging you or anything like that. We're not looking down on you or whatever. It is what it is. You live your life. No one's going to judge you. But again, who cares? Who cares? Who cares? Who cares? Who freaking cares? Nobody. Moving on. What happened to the TV shows that show black excellence? Um, the shows that are out now is just a disgrace uh, or a disgrace to the black community. Like like the Cosby Show or Martin or Fresh Prince or a Different World. Like, like, we need those shows. Not this Love and Hip Hop, Real Housewives of Atlanta, Real Preachers of Detroit, Real Preachers of Orange County. Like, all this other... No, we don't need that. We need to show black excellence. Black excellence. Like, we need to bring TV shows like... I would love for them to bring back Blackish. Or at least create something different. Um, I just started watching The Wonder Years. With um, the, the guy's name from Psych. I can't think of his name right now. But... Yeah, it's like, we need to bring these shows back. We need to show shows of, you know, although black families struggle, they still express love to one another. They still show love. They still can overcome anything. Like, shows like Family Matters. Like, I'd even be okay with Full House coming Full House coming back as with a black family. I don't know. I'm just throwing throwing things out there. Um, But, yeah, we we need to do things that, that emulates the black community, the the black, the black man, the black woman, black excellence in everything, not just because because you know the media shows what they want to show, but you know we need to show black excellence at all times. Um, I seen this post on Facebook that said that said having children by it's first it said having a man having children by multiple women lowers his standards or lower his value um and you know had shares and likes and things like that then there was one that said um a woman who has has a child by who has children by multiple men lowers her standards here is my take and I'm gonna be very straightforward when I say this. If you're out there having babies with multiple women or if you're out there having babies with multiple men, 
Shame on you. You, you know, that's really what it is. Shame on you. Like, and it's, and it's a generational thing, right? Because grandparents are not teaching their children how to value themselves as men and women. And then the parents are not teaching their children the exact same thing. Like, you know, the Bible talks about training up a child in the way that they go. When they're old, they will not depart from it. Um, we, we need to retrain. And sometimes retraining means unlearning something that that is not of God. So we need to get back to saving yourself for marriage because ain't nothing out there. I've seen videos about women wanting to test drive or men wanting to test drive. What are you test driving? So you can compare to who you previously slept with. Like, come on. There's nothing to test drive. Because if you test drive, you're comparing. If it's good enough. Like, that's not how that works. But, you know, people seem to think that if you test drive something, it'll, you know, that, that's, the, that's the determining factor in a marriage. Like, no. If you are not sexually active and, and I'm saying this from experience like now that I look back with all the women I've slept with I, I you know I wish I was taught I wish I was taught to wait till I get married and I wouldn't have these problems these issues as far as comparison or doing it the way I like it versus my wife doing doing it the way she wanted it done like all of these things it's because it's, it's, it's supposed to be a the it's supposed to be a discovery, not a, not a, um, what is, not, not a revolving door. I know I just said something right there. Marriage is supposed to be an experience or sex is supposed to be an experience, not a revolving door or not a doorknob. Everybody gets a turn. <sighs> All right. Praying for Hawaii. Um, They've been hit with some major things in Maui. Um, my heart goes out to all the people, and I, I'm appreciative of people who are going out there to help. Um, I wish there was something that I could do to help. And I'm saying outside of praying. But my heart goes out to the people out there. I pray that they find some kind of comfort, some kind of peace, some kind of hope that they get through. Um, Military vets saw themselves after refusal, after being ref, after refusal of letting him use the restroom in Dallas. Um, so, police officers in Dallas, um, I think there was a restaurant or a bar or something like that. Military vet had to use the bathroom. He really had to go, and he was refused. Um, the guy that owns the bar or restaurant, whatever, was also a veteran. He didn't get word of till after. Here's my problem. Us as military vets, because I'm a veteran as well. We get treated like crap. Just call it what it is. They, they, we, we are thanked for doing a service to our country, for everyone's freedom. But when we come home, we get, we get treated like crap, or we get treated less than. And yet, you know, they always say, "Oh, you better stand for the flag. You better do this. You better do that." No, I don't stand for the flag. Flag means nothing to me because the flag don't supersede the Bible. Um. The, the Bible been around way longer than the flag and yet people don't respect the 
people don't respect the Bible, but they want us to respect the flag. That's a bunch of horse baloney. Um, but these police officers were laughing at the guy, and they cut this cut all on the body cam. So here's my take: police, those police officers need to be fired. Period. Because if it's them in that situation, how would they feel if someone laughed at them if they saw it on themselves? We having a different conversation. We having a whole totally different conversation. Um, what's hurting the black family? I believe it's lack of of wise counsel. Because everybody wants to do their own thing. I was that guy. I couldn't wait to get out of my parents' house. My mother's house. To do what I want to do. And got out and realized that. No, life happens. Life is for real. Like Life happens. Life, you know. Things go on. That make you like. Nah, I, I kind of want to stay in the child's place. Which. Yeah. I want to stay in the child's place. So I'll say this. How do we restore the black family? First off, what is hurting is that you have outside racists trying to tell us, trying to tell blacks how they're supposed to live their life. That doesn't go well for me. It doesn't go well for, I know, a lot of fathers. But we restore it by fathers being in the home. Actually being in the home, actually setting the tone, actually setting the standard. For, for for the family. You know, if you're not setting the tone or the center for your family, it's going to perish. Because God is always going to hold the man responsible. And for me, not that I have a problem with any other race, I don't. But because I'm a black man in America and I'm treated differently because of my skin color, you know, People want to tell me how I'm supposed to live my life. Like, no, that's not how that works. That's not how I operate. That's how I will never operate like that. So we as men, and including myself, got to be able to set the standard. And not to not trying to make it sound like it's a dictatorship, but the women and children got to fall in line. Period. There's no getting around it. You know, women want men to lead, but even when women disagree with you, you still got to let men lead. Because you're not going to always agree on everything. And sometimes it takes a man putting his foot down like, hey, nah, we're not doing that. This is what it is. This is what it's going to be. And I'm sorry. Period. That's just the way it is. That's what the songs say, right? That's just the way it is. Things will never be the same. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Um, Yeah, but that's just the way it is. Moving on. Shannon Sharp will be joining ESPN First Take. Oh, I'm going to love it. Because Uncle Shannon, you know, he brings he brings the fire. He brings his perspective. And sometimes it makes sense. And, you know, from from what he talks about, I've even been watching Club Shay Shay on YouTube. The you know he asks really good questions. 
so you know I'm I'm always intrigued um moving on now I'm doing something different I'm gonna give some spiritual motivation or whatever you want to call it some food for thought um I was looking at the verse of the day a couple of days ago and it was coming out of second Corinthians 1 3 through 4 and then the next day which was yesterday was Psalm 23 and 3 and today's was Proverbs I believe 13 20 but I'm but I'm gonna just focus on Second Corinthians 1, 3 through 4. It says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies, and the God of all comfort. He comforts us in all of our affliction, so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any kind of affliction through the comfort we ourselves receive from God. That's you know, that's Second Corinthians 1, 3 through 4. And Psalm 23 and 3 says he renews my life. He leads me along the right path for his name's sake. Um, reading those two, it gives me a perspective of, you know, you know, we, we, we go through things in life. We have circumstances. There are things we go through, um, you know, but just like God gives us comfort, we have to give other people comfort in their affliction. Whether there's a loss in the family, that, um, death in the family. Loss of a job, illness, excuse me, get a bad report that they got cancer or, you know, number of things. It's, you know, you have to be able to give comfort to those. And how I tied it to Proverbs 23 and 3, well, he renews my life. Meaning, when God gives me comfort, he renews me. He revives me. He reestablishes me. Whew, that's a word right there. That is a word. So bring comfort to those. Bring comfort to those who who need comforting in any affliction. So whatever it is that they're going through. Sometimes it's just a text saying, hey, bro. Hey, sis, how you doing? I pray all is well. Um, you're on my mind thinking about you or whatever, blah, blah, blah. So that that's what we need to do. Um, and... Proverbs thirteen twenty was just talking about walk with the wise and become wise. Associate with fools, and let, let me let me go to it so I don't misinterpret the scripture or mis misread what's what's being said. It's Proverbs thirteen and twenty. Yes, I have my Bible out. So that's what I do. All right, yeah. The one who walks with the wise will become wise, but a companion of of fools will suffer harm. Yeah, so and that also goes with first Corinthians fifteen and thirty three, I believe, where it talks about where we at, where we at, where we at? Bad company corrupts good character. Yeah, I believe fifteen thirty three. Let's see, let's see. Let's see. Yep. Do not be deceived. Bad company corrupts good morals, good character. Yeah, that's that's in a nutshell. So, if you want to walk with, if you want to become wise, you know, walk with the wise. You associate with fools, then you know, you will suffer harm. So, 
my advice is, you know, when God brings you comfort, it's for you to comfort someone else too. Um, my, my brother Jerry always says, when God blesses me, it's for me to bless you. And when God blesses you, it's for you to bless them. So when God comforts you, it's for, when God comforts me, it's for me to comfort you. And when God comforts you, it's for you to comfort them. Yeah, I like that. Um, <laughs> relationship advice. This for the fellas. Cool to me too. Man, we got to set the tone. Period. We got to set the tone. We got to set the tone. There's no getting around it. There's no, oh, I'm going to do what I want to do type of thing. No, we got to set the tone in our house. Period. If we don't set the tone in our house, we're going to have a lot more issues than, than, than we want. It's just what it is. Um, and like I said, the wives and children got to fall in line. Again, I'm not saying it like a dictatorship. I'm saying it like, you know, when when you lead the family, like I say, God is always gonna hold the man responsible. If you, if if I'm lying about it, look look what happened with Adam and Eve. It wasn't until Adam ate of the forbidden fruit that God came looking for Adam. When Eve was being tempted by the serpent, God wasn't coming. But although God told Adam not to eat of the forbidden, the the forbidden tree of knowledge of good and evil, he didn't he didn't give the order to eat. He gave it to Adam because God always does things in order. So that's that. So men, it's time to lead our houses, regardless of what others may say, what others may do. And just so we clear, the order of the family is God, Jesus, husband, wife, children. Let me let me say that again for those in the back. The order of the family is God, Jesus, husband, wife, children. That means there's no room for outsiders. <laughs> no friends, no other family members. Trying to tell you how, how to run your house. Period. They don't like it. Hey. And I'm going to say this too. Like I can't take advice from anybody who doesn't receive advice. That's just my take. Some people don't like it. But it is what it is. Like. Like. I, I, can't, take, I can't take marriage advice from single people. Even if they've been previously married. Because you're not married now. So. Because how you how you ran your household is not going to be the way that I run my household. That's just my take. All right, let's get into some sports. NFL season is right around the corner. Preseason's been going on. Um, not expecting a whole lot during preseason. Um, yeah, I want to see players make the team who's working their butt off to get there. But we just go wait and see. Um, Aaron Rodgers is in, is a New York Jet, and he has all he needs. But will it work? Um, guess we're we gonna we're gonna we're gonna find out. Ezekiel Elliott has found a new home with the New England Patriots. How will he do? Um, I guess we'll see. Like, I would have loved to see Ezekiel Elliott with Cam Newton. Like, I would have loved to see that. But you know, they didn't give Cam Newton nothing to work with. At least Mac Jones now has a couple of weapons he can use. 
all right, who's the best quarterback right now? And who is in the hot seat as far as quarterback-wise? I'm going to just go ahead and say it. Obviously, we know the best quarterback right now is Patrick Mahomes. Snow getting around that. We know what it is. Now, my opinion is who's the quarterback in the hot seat right now is Dak Prescott. You know, we we, we need to see what you're going to do. Like, this your year to get it together, figure it out, do what you need to do in order to establish, establish yourself as an elite quarterback. Period. Um, that's, that's what it is. Um, my sleeper teams this year, um, I'm going to say the Detroit Lions. I'm going to say the Seattle Seahawks. That's just in the NFC. The AFC, it's something like everybody's loaded, right? Um, I'll even say the Saints. Um, the AFC, I believe Denver will be a lot better. I believe Russell Wilson will figure it out one way or another. <sighs> Excuse me, that must mean I'm tired. But I'm going to get through. Um, which team should be worried? Well, the same team I just mentioned, the Jets, should be worried. The Bills should be worried. Um, trying to see what other teams. Actually, I go back. Another sleeper team I'm going to add are the Houston Texans, right? Surprising. Because I believe they can win the AFC South. Um, I mean, unless Jacksonville just come out the gates, you know, putting their work in. I'm not really so on their defense. That's just my take. Um, will this be the year that the Steelers have a losing record under Mike Tomlin? I don't know. Like, Mike Tomlin is a leader of men, and I believe he can lead any team to be successful, to do all that they need to do in order to, you know, win nine games. Um, my other preseason predictions, um, I'm just going to say the the Chiefs. And I said the Chiefs and the Eagles again in the Super Bowl. Just call it what it is. And this time, Jalen Hurts is the MVP of the league. NBA schedule has been released. What games do I want to see? All games, Lakers. Let's just call it what it is. No, I'm kidding. I do want to see what these Rockets look like. I want to see what Wimbenyama looks like. Um, let's see. Sacramento Kings. Ooh, excuse me. I want to see what the Suns look like with this new roster. Um, with, with them adding Bradley Beal. Um, let's see. Let's. See, I'm trying to think of. Like I said, I do want to see what the Rockets look like. I think the Lakers should make a... Well, I'll get to the Lakers in a minute. Um, how will the Nuggets do this year as them being the hunted? We just got to wait and see. I mean, if Jamal Murray plays like he did in the playoffs this upcoming year, Denver might be right back in, right back in I will say, at least the Western Conference Finals. Now, who they'll face is a different story. It really depends. Um... Who will be the factor in the Suns get into the championship? Like, I'm, 
I mean, it had to be the role players that help out because we know what Kevin Durant's going to do. We know what Devin Booker's going to do. We know what Bradley Beal's going to do. Um, but it's the it's going to be the pieces that's around them. That that's what it's going to come down to. Um, I want to say this too. I I believe in this year's Lakers squad. I'm gonna call it what it is. I, I believe in this Lakers squad. Um, I do believe they have to make some tweaks, but I do. But like I said, I do believe in a, the squad to definitely do what they need to do. Um, I'm D'Angelo Russell have to show me something. If I don't see anything within the first 10, 15 games of the season, it's time to move on from him and go get a, a formidable point guard to to really just run the team. Like, be the be the floor general. I mean, we, we can't get Kyrie Irving, so. Because he signed a three-year deal with Dallas. Which I think they'll win some games, but I don't. They'll probably be in, in, in for the play-in tournament again, in my opinion. Um, Team USA looks good so far. But um, I believe that the other countries are not, not showing their hand, meaning they just, you know, they're playing, but they're not showing all of their capabilities, I'll say that. I guess we just got to wait and see. But I'm not, I'm not sold on them yet. I'm not sold on to see what, what they could be. But we'll find out. Do the Warriors have enough to compete as a title contender? I don't know. I, I'll i be the first to say I was wrong about James Wiseman. I thought he would be a lot better. Being the fact that he could be a, a taller version of Draymond Green. And he has not shown it. So I'm a little bothered by it. Just call it what it is. I am bothered by it. Um... Who will come out the East? I guess it just really depends. Like, I can see Miami coming back out. I can see Milwaukee being better. Um, they, they definitely signed all of their pieces. Um, I'm going to be really interested to see what goes on with OG, Ananobi, and Pascal Siakam. Because I do believe they're going to move on from them. And Toronto's going to go into a rebuild stage. But I guess we're just going to wait and see. Jalen Brown got the bag. Jalen Brown got the bag. <laughs> but what does that mean for Boston? Um, They may get to the Eastern Conference Finals. That's about it. I'm Even with them getting Kristaps Porzingis, he, he's going to have to stay healthy. He can be a difference maker, but he has to stay healthy. John Morant not playing in the first 25 games of the season. What would that look like for the Grizzlies? Um, I believe the Grizzlies are going to be in a little bit of a decline. That's just my opinion. They, I think they're going to be in a little bit of a decline. Um, I don't know. Um, What do I believe the ceiling would be for the Rockets? Eh, I believe they can be in for the play-in tournament. I'll say that. I give them a play-in tournament. Anywhere between 7 and 10. I don't see them 
you I mean you got the Lakers, the Nuggets, the Suns, the Grizzlies uh uh find their way. The Kings, I believe, are gonna figure it out. You know, just just naming some teams already. The Warriors, I believe, will figure it out. Dallas, if they get it together. Minnesota, nah, I'm not sold on them. But I guess we'll see. Um, early predictions and it'll change after Christmas. No, I'm just throwing stuff out there. So I believe we may actually get a Lakers Miami Heat Finals. Actually, I take that back. I prefer a Lakers and Celtics Finals. Lakers and Celtics. Lakers winning it all. LeBron gets his fifth ring, fifth MVP, and you know, that's that. That's just my take. Go Lakers. Major League Baseball, the dog days of summer. Which teams are making a push for the postseason? Um, the Cubs are surprisingly making their way to the postseason. They're fighting for their um, their wild card spot. I'm, I'm, you know, just gonna have to wait and see what they do um, in the American League. Um, I, it's a lot. In the American League, of fighting for those last couple of spots. Let's see the um, the Dodgers. Oh my gosh, they are on fire right now. It's almost like they can't lose. But are they peaking? Are they peaking too soon, or is it the right time? And the reason I say this is because you pay attention to when teams are getting hot. Um, the Braves have been a steady pace all year long. Those are really the two teams that's probably going to end up in the NLCS. The Braves and the Dodgers and whoever wins that is going to win it all. That's just my opinion. Um, what's going on with the Yankees? Um, I tell you what, not hitting. They can't, <laughs> they can't even hit a beach ball right now. Um, I, I don't know what it is. I mean... They talk about teams buying championships, but it hasn't worked out for the Yankees in a while. Their last championship was 2009. That's 14 years ago. Um, I don't know. The surprise teams I did not see coming. Let's talk about these Baltimore Orioles and these Texas Rangers. Like, they went and put some stuff together, mixed it up, and made it work. Now, in my opinion, the San Diego Padres should be at at the top of the NL West, but they're not. I wonder why. Santa Boca should have came to L.A. instead of San Diego. That's just my opinion. Shohei Otani will be a free agent after this season. What are some landing spots for him? Well, there's only two. It's the Yankees and the Dodgers. But why would you go to the Yankees? Because... They can get past the Astros. At least we can get to the postseason. And we can rest them. <laughs> so, yeah. Shohei Otani is going to be a free agent. He should definitely come to the uh, Astros. Not Astros. The Dodgers. I almost hit the Lakers. College football is upon us. And not a lot is going to change, right? Because you got Georgia, Alabama, and Ohio State. And then there's everybody else. That's just really what it boils down to. And with this whole realignment, 
you know, like all these other teams are trying to be in the playoff. But I don't I don't get it. Like if if you win out, you have a chance. If you go undefeated, you have a chance. But then they're going to a twelve a twelve team playoff, so all you doing is what? Trying to get more teams? Like, no, come on. Stop. I don't get it. Um, is this the year that the Longhorns get back to prominence? Mm. It's a possibility. The Big 12 is already weak right now, but we'll see. We will see. Will, no- will Notre Dame stay independent or will they go back to the ACC? If they go back to the ACC, that actually make the ACC a little stronger because Florida State wants to leave. But where Florida State going to go? To the SEC? I don't know. Florida State not once what it used to be either since Jameis Winston was there. They haven't done anything. So I'm really not sold on them either. Um, can Clemson find themselves back in the playoff? It's possible. It's possible. But, you know, we got to see, you know, what that team looks like. Um, my early predictions is it'll probably be Georgia and Alabama playing for the national championship. And this year it'll be in Houston. Um, one of my boys asked me if I was going to go. And I was like, nope, I'm going to watch it on TV. Not at the prices that they charge. And absolutely not. <laughs> I, I'll stay at home and watch it on TV like, like normal people. Um, boxing news. The fight of the year that was not expected. That was not the fight of the year. Um, the Terrence Bud Crawford and Errol Spence fight. It was a lot of hype leading up to it, but the way Errol Spence got beat, I was not expecting that at all. Not at all. Actually felt bad for Errol Spence. It's like watching, I don't know if people watch Meteor Man, how watching Meteor Man get beat up by the thugs or whatever. And just, it's like watching your, your childhood hero just get taken down. I felt bad for Errol Spence. Um... What's next for Terrence Crawford? Um, he called out Jamel Charlo. <laughs> Jamel Charlo don't want that smoke. I wouldn't mind seeing Bud Crawford fight Tank Davis. Why not? Let's just throw it out there. I'm going to throw it out there. Um, Anthony Joshua wins in the seven-round knockout and calls out Deontay Wilder. That is a fight I want to see. Um, Anthony Joshua fought um, this guy named Helenus. Um, but he was just recently beat by Deontay Wilder in the first round. So I suggest my advice to Deontay Wilder is go get your stamina up. Yeah, do do like learn how to box, not just try to knock people out. Cause that's what costs you against Tyson Fury. Um, Devin Haney is fighting Regis Progray. Cannot wait. Um Shakur Steven has been calling out Haney. That's a fight that's worth the that's worth the price of admission. I can't wait to see that. When it happens, um Jamel Charlo was fighting Canelo Alvarez. Um I don't know if that's gonna go over well with for Jamel. Now if it was Jamal fighting him, absolutely. Yes, Jamal Charlo. I give him a a, a fighting chance. Jamel n- not saying that you're a pushover, but listen, you you're gonna have to be careful because Canelo was a big boy and he hits hard. Um, I would never watch a Jake Paul fight again. 
I thought I was really watching a fight. Jake Paul or whatever. And I was just like, this dude is not a real boxer. And I was warned about not watching this fight. That I shouldn't watch it. Don't watch it. Don't do it. It's not worth it. He's not that good. And I watched it anyway. And I stayed up late watching it thinking he, he was about that life and he not. He like who has he fought? I want to see him fight a real boxer. I don't know what's his weight class, but I want to see him go fight. Let's just say I want to see him go fight Jamal Charlo. I want to see him go fight Tank Davis. I want to see him go fight Terrence Crawford. Like go fight one of them. He probably ain't gonna want to fight them though. <laughs> he ain't gonna want to fight them because you know he 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 gonna get his his head split. <laughs> Final thoughts. And I got three of them. I have three final thoughts. All right, let's go with the first one. The Clippers, in my mind, are the worst franchise in sports. And here's why I say that. Because the Lakers can go 0-82 and they'll still be the little brother to the Lakers. Like, Clippers have had some good teams, have, have even had better records than the Lakers. But... They always find a way to crumble. They just suck. Them again, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, two of the two of the two of the best two-way players in the league, and they can't get it done because Kawhi Leonard is on load management, and playoff P is playoff P. Not getting it done. Just call it what it is. He can't stay healthy either. It's like, what are we doing? What are we doing? <laughs> I don't get it. So, the Clippers, like, the Clippers shouldn't have any fans. And Steve Ballmer, much props to you, wanted to buy the team and try to get them to prominence and want to build them a stadium so they're not sharing with the Lakers. Well, you're not on the Lakers level. Let's just call it what it is. You'll never be on the Lakers level. Get one championship, then then get a few more, and then get a few more, and then maybe you'll be on the same level as the Lakers. Matter of fact, Jesus will come back before the before the Clippers get a championship. Just call it what it is. I'll say that. So, second final thought. Let me give a different perspective on this Jordan-LeBron debate. Um, no one has ever said that Jordan wasn't great, right? He's just not the greatest of all time, in my opinion. Um, what Jordan has done is good, right? Because when, <laughs> like, here's the thing, right? When Jordan lost, like, so, and I'm going to say this too. So the the scrutiny that LeBron is facing is because he's not Jordan. We know that. Jordan has already had his copy, and it was Kobe Bryant, and I think Kobe was better because the, the level of the competition, like tackling people or throwing elbows because you can't guard people is not basketball. So stop it. Like Jordan was going against the likes of Danny Ainge, and Steve Kerr before he joined the Bulls, Craig Elo, Scott Skiles, like who are these guys? Like, come on. 
and both of them have both of them have had growing pains, right? It just what LeBron has done for the game has transcended what Jordan could ever do. And then people saying, well, if Jordan played twenty years in the league, he he'd have thirty eight thousand points too, but he didn't. Jordan left in two thousand three, and then the following year, LeBron came into the league. If Jordan really wanted that smoke against LeBron, he should have played another year, but he didn't want that smoke. That's why he got out when he did. And then people will say, because when people say when 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 Jordan went to the to the Wizards, oh, he he was there for different reasons. But did they bring him a championship? Because LeBron brought a championship to the Lakers. LeBron LeBron brought a championship to Miami. Jordan only brought a championship to the Bulls. And it took him nine years. Or eight years. No, I'm sorry. Seven years. Let me be correct. Seven years. Like, like they wanted LeBron to come in the league his junior year in high school. The same cannot be said for Jordan. And I hear people say, when have you ever seen somebody uh, try to rob somebody over some LeBron's or Jordan shoes? Like, Really? That that that's 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 what you're going with. It's ridiculous. The last one, Clarissa Shields believes after after the Terrence Crawford Errol Spence fight believes that she can beat Keith Keith one time Thurman in a in a match. No, you can't. Sit down, Clarissa. If you if you thinking you can take a man down now, because Keith one time Thurman. One time stand, so all it takes is one time and him to knock you out. And that's it. That's a good night, sugar. So, no. That's, that's not what we're going to do. Woman should stand in a woman's place, even in boxing. You cannot be the man. Men are too strong. And if he said he can beat you with one hand, with one hand it's probably because he can't. Yeah, he does leave himself open, but I'm like, look, I would tell Keith Thurman I wouldn't even get in the ring with her. Like, it's not even worth it. Because all it takes is one time, one time. So, of course, you all know the music that I play. I don't own the rights to them. And the song you heard was Still in America by Lecrae from his new album, Church Clothes 4. Um, this was fun. Had opportunity to just, you know, get some stuff off my chest. Talk about some things from my perspective. Um, I'll be back home tomorrow to see my wife and children. So excited about it. But, you know, like I always say before I leave, um, love God and love people. And if you love God like you say you do, you'll love his people too. Till next time, peace.